Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. Liverpool went ahead and did what they were supposed to do and smashed a terrible West Ham side, but not without conceding one before they left the pitch. It easily could have been more than four, though, as the Reds had, what, seven shots on target and I think eight more off of it. Uh, Mo Salah looks to be looks to continue to be the the signing of the season in in Europe um, so far, and it's it's great to have Mane back ahead of schedule. So, just seeing what that front three can do when healthy, it's it's something special, and hopefully looking forward to much more of that soon. Um, so, in this episode of the Talk On Podcast, the gents and I will be discussing the win at London Stadium, assess some of the squad, give our seat index ratings, and try to look forward to the international break, which is just always the worst. But uh, now we have two Liverpool players that we'll talk about a little bit later that we can look forward to um, in, their, in their full international debuts. So I'm your host here in Chicago, Joey Vishney, and tonight I got the boys on the other coast to join me. Uh, we got Jeff Hallett in Orange County. Jeff, what's going on? Hey, Joey. It's good to be back. Been a little while. And Brian Painter in New York. Brian, what's up? What's up? Just saw you Jets actually last week, heading to the know, great to... game. Nice to stop by in Chicago and on a nice, what, rainy day, at least it was. Yeah. So. It was, it was, but uh, it was good to see you, Joey, um, and then obviously uh, in your hometown of Chicago, so um, good to be back on and uh, excited to talk some Reds. Yeah, let's do it. I, I mean, not not typical for the Reds and Notre Dame to be winning kind of around the same time. So. <laughs> Easy, pal. We're still fragile. With a gun next to their temple, yeah. Yeah, that was a great game you guys went to. But, hey, Painter, uh, speaking of winning, I, I guess that's what three in a row is technically called a winning streak. So it's something that, that Liverpool is. haven't had since August. Hopefully that <laughs> continues. You know, Brundish put up actually on Twitter was that Liverpool had the hardest schedule in the first nine games of the season. Uh, of those first nine games, it was, what, 13 points, 14 scored, and 16 against. And then in, the, in these next nine games after that, they have the 15th hardest schedule. So we've already played two of those, six points with seven scored and one against. So that was from Brundish, and hopefully that's just good news. Obviously, you know, knowing that we didn't have the greatest start to the season, but in terms of um, everything that went into that uh you know, assessment of, of teams with the hardest schedules. Liverpool did have the hardest through the first nine. So, you know, with this win streak and, you know, going into the international break, get some guys rested up. Hopefully, you know, some Lalana may come back. We may have some more players that are coming back from injury. Um, it's looking pretty good right now. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I, I think uh, after we were battered at Spurs, <clears throat> I, I, I feared the worst, but the boys dug deep and, uh, they regrouped and put three uh, three wins in a row uh, on the board. So I uh, can't really argue with that. I do think that uh, the schedule has eased up a bunch, um, con- con- considering uh, you know we had Maribar <clears throat> or Maribal, um, and then West Ham in Huddersfield, I believe, right? right. And uh, it's you know those are three three winnable games, um, and we basically put 10 I think 10 goals uh, in those three games together so again all great to see and you know Saul is continuing to fire uh Mane came back early which was a nice boost yesterday I was su- super surprised to see Mane yeah, back same. on the pitch <clears throat> you know our defense uh 
crazy as it sounds, we've we've got I think the second highest most clean sheets in the Premier League. Um, and I know that sounds crazy, but um, the defense, uh, you know, seems to uh, have, have steadied the ship at least against the lesser sides. Uh, so that's all good. I'm, I'm pleased with where we are heading in the international break. Obviously, we're going to have a busy run of fixtures uh, come the holiday season uh, through November, December, and the first part of January. So uh, it's good to get the players back that you mentioned uh, as well after the international break. Yeah, and Jeff, that's the 14th time now that Liverpool has scored four more goals with Klopp at the helm. This this game, it he was definitely it looked a little different. I know Hendo was out the the day before they found out Klopp kind of changed up the system a little bit. Uh, said it was something like a four four two, kind of almost yep. looked like a four two four sometimes. Um, but really, what yep. he did this game was he he really made sure Joe kind of held back a lot more. So if Moreno went forward at all, at least he'd have just more numbers back and. Basically, just said, "Look, guys, you know we have this attacking talent. Why don't you go out and and show us what you can do?" And the defense will hopefully not concede, you know, more than than one at least this game. And it showed out to to work pretty well. Yeah, it's true, but it is tough to parse what part was us improving, showing steady improvement week to week, and what part was West Ham two points above relegation zone at this point and Billich. <laughs> likely to be replaced by Moyes. I think that's the latest yeah, in, in the press. Crazy. That's right, yeah. I don't know if we get a – are we – do we get a commission? If we're involved, like we're involved in the outgoing and the incoming with Moyes. It seems to be a, a good luck charm for him to come back or go. Um, so, yeah, I, I had a trouble like because the defense in West Ham, unfortunately, just shambolic. It, a lot of the goals, yes, we've got the talent, but you know, a lot of second ball goals that a better defense, a little bit more aware and and uh, on top of probably wouldn't see those goals. But there's no arguing the volume when Klopp's attack is working. It, it is the best in near the top of the Premier League. It's tough to argue with Man City and some of even United in some cases this year, but. We've got a formidable attack, and now you've got players coming off injury coming back that are only going to help that accelerate. So you've got Milana waiting in the wings. You got Coutinho with whatever he has. Hopefully, he comes back soon. That attack and seeing Salah and and Mane together, it's like peanut butter and jelly. They just work so well. They awesome. <laughs> so, so fast. Both of them equally draw dual defenders anytime they've got the ball, with or without the ball. They're drawing defenders. I mean. It, you see with both of them in the starting 11 how much it makes a difference. Yeah, both of them together is just crazy. And just with Firmino in that mix, who I, I still think is unsung hero of this team and just how much work he actually does. Yeah, he, he should have finished his chance that he created, but uh, he's just been outstanding and having those two guys off him in bad either. So I'm, you know, I'm sure we will go ahead and get into Salah in just a little bit. But Painter, to, to kind of go back um, just before we get into the, the team assessment, um, yeah. With kind of just how we set up, I I do agree with Jeff in the sense that yeah, West Ham they're just they're dreadful. But at the same time, you could you could definitely see. <clears throat> I mean, usually against teams like that, especially Moreno will be bombing forward a lot more. Maybe Joe will even get a little bit more forward. It it did seem like he set it up as like two sort of separate units. Like the defense will actually stay back this game in the attack. You go attack versus his typical having the the wing backs bomb on. And I, and I did think that helped a little bit. Well, I think. You know, I, I think the way he he's gone about these last couple games um, over the last month is he's basically set up and told at least it feels a tactical decision to me that he said, 
listen, guys, for the first 20 minutes or so, I want you to just, just keep everything in front of you and not give up anything stupid. Now, we almost gave up something stupid in the first 10 minutes to IU um, off the deflection uh, from Lanzini. But it really feels like Klopp, because uh, you don't see him going hell to leather in that first half and uh, against Huddersfield, and you don't see him doing the same uh, for the first 20 minutes against uh, West Ham. I, I think that's a, a tactical decision that he's like, hey, just keep it nice and tidy. If we get one, great. If not, you know, just keep it everything in front of you and, and don't give up anything silly and give this team a chance to uh, to get on the front foot a little bit. So, um, and then the decision to move Salah inside, which was, you know, at least for the first part of the game, was was really interesting. I, I, I wasn't expecting that, um, especially with I, I was expecting more Chamberlain inside um, where he wants to play in the midfield role. So I thought it was a really interesting decision um, and the way they set up. Uh, you can tell uh, you can tell it, it caught West Ham off guard a little bit. Um, and then obviously we, we, we went back to more of a traditional sell out on the wing uh, and then Monty on his standard left-hand side. So um, but all in all, I thought, you know, Klopp did a great job setting up um, and, you know, we got the three points and, and, you know, kept it nice and tidy in the back there for most of the game. Yeah. And even Ox was up top for a little bit of the game, too. I mean, that the, the attack is definitely free flowing. And <laughs> did you I'm, I don't know. We'll, we're probably going to come in, obviously, onto the goals. But, man, when they after the, when they broke on that corner for uh, uh for the first goal and Salah and Monty are sprinting down the field. And then out of nowhere comes Chamberlain right yeah. behind them. I mean, <laughs> three of the, the entire West guys Ham. on the pitch. Like it's <laughs> outrunning crazy. the entire West Ham team. I was like, wow, that's, that's speed. That's speed to burn right there, baby. Yeah. It's going to be awesome to have going forward <laughs> for sure. And, and, you know, I tweeted out before the game, I was like, you know, I was hoping Ox I thought it was a big game for him, not like pressure related or anything, but just the chance that he was given, you know, a, a full Premier League start. Almost had that full 90. I think he went off, what was it, like the 85th or 86th or something. So he was almost there. I'm glad that he, he was able to put one in the back of the net, which, you know, we will get to. Let's start just back to front, though, right now. Um, our captain, Cy the Mig, dude. Captain of <laughs> Liverpool Football Club, Simon Mignolet. Uh, Jeff, uh, I mean, you know, uh, what, do you, what do you have to say about Simon, the, the captain? Other than, like, you wonder about Klopp's decision-making sometimes. Like, his – I understand his public support of Lavren. i got to get that out of the uh, – he didn't even play, but i got to say it. Painter's on. Um, so – He did play. He, easy, easy, pal. He played. Oh, sorry, late. He was, yeah, that's he a good point. Subbed on late. <laughs> he, he, did, he did not start. Oh, we can still say it. Great. Um, but with Mignolet, I mean, shambolic versus Spurs um, didn't even really show – I mean, Huddersfield, did we even – he even have saved in that game. Um, and then, you know, Maribor was Karius. I, I didn't understand it at all. Uh, maybe his longest running tenure was the sole criteria to give him the armband in this one. And of course, he gave it back quickly to Milliner as soon as he came on. Yeah, I, I can't explain it. Uh, we've got, unfortunately, and we've talked about good and bad Mignolet several times. It's like, uh, you know, he's bipolar from a keeper point of view. So we've got bad Mignolet and bad run of form, and you would think that, number one, he wouldn't be rewarded for that. Two, you would see a little bit more Karius, because Karius has been pretty decent in Champions League, my opinion. Yeah. Karius, I don't know about that. I mean, Karius hasn't really done much in Champions League, though, Jeff. I mean, he's, he's hasn't barely done had... 
he has he's barely had to make a save, um, which is great. But uh, in the same token, you know he hasn't had to do much either. Is uh, Ward still confident. injured right now? He must be. Yeah. No, no. I mean, <laughs> he like, be ahead yeah, of these two. Think he'd at least get a game here soon. I mean, if Klopp was not going to load him back out to Huddersfield, then he, he was you know have to get some minutes at some point this season. So you know, you, I know we had talked about this a little bit ago, at least on Slack, that we. You know, figured it, it was probably time for him to be able to get a game. But just back in terms of before we move on from from Simon, I'm um, just the both his performance and the captaincy. I mean, I feel like the the mix is either he wasn't the right choice or it really doesn't matter who the captain and it, captain is. And problem is is that when Simon gets it, you know that we don't have any leaders on the pitch. Like it's just it, it's, aside from Emre, who I thought showed some leadership this game. I mean, who else? Is there really to give it to? I mean, I, I, it's like I wouldn't be upset with anyone that he gave it to just because there's no clear leader in that side aside from maybe Emre, but with his contract situation, who knows what Klopp wants to do. So it's just – it's a it's kind of just a bizarre situation that Liverpool are in right now. And I think especially going from having, you know, historic captains um, and especially with Stevie G, you know, we, we need to find that player in this next transfer window or two because – I think it's affecting the team a little bit not to have that much leadership. I'll be Moreno for captain. I'm telling you right now. (laughs) Fair shout. Get him in. Longest tenure. Called up to the national team. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, he's playing playing his socks off right now. Painter, I mean, we've talked about, you know, Mignolet yells at the defense and they don't even acknowledge it. It's like, how do you make that guy your captain? I don't know. I'm not... I, listen, I'm not really I mean, upset because again, it, it, it didn't matter in the outcome of the game. It's just it's kind of the that's where we are right now. I, I you know, you could argue Mignolet captain versus somebody else. I mean, at the end of the day, I think your point of we just don't have a clear cut captain, and and like we have in years past. And you can there's arguments for and against Jordan Henderson. There's arguments for and against Milner. Um, primarily because Milner isn't playing every week uh, and you, you kind of want your captain playing every week. Uh, I don't think Bobby Firmino is local enough right now um, and a natural leader. Uh, I think Mane has the potential to be that. Uh, he's definitely has the swagger for it. Uh, but again, I, I don't see a clear cut captain on this team. And I, I think we're going to be struggling uh, for a while until we, uh, until somebody takes uh, a step forward and puts it, puts on the middle. But again, I don't think, Mignolet played bad yesterday, and I don't think he's played bad, you know, for most of the season. But again, he's not a number one, and uh, for me, anyways, he won't. You know, we should probably look to upgrade him. And if Carius isn't going to step up into that role, then fine. You know, but we need a great keeper, uh, as seen by, you know, Man United with De Gea, and you've got Courtois with uh, with Chelsea, and then you've got. You know, even to a lesser extent, Lloris with Spurs. I mean, those keepers are miles better than ours. So uh, I, I think we just need to upgrade. But, I mean, you could say that about pretty much most of the defense. Yeah, it's true. Let's go ahead and move on to that. Joe Gomez, he's been playing well as of recent uh, games, Jeff. Did have a little bit of a botch, though, for sure, on their goal. I mean, listen, it was a great touch by Manzini sure. and a nice finish. but. The difference, I think, is just when you have Joe back there is at least he's learning from these mistakes. You know, he's still a kid versus some other players that could be in there that just would make the same mistakes. Yeah, for all of the attention on Lovren and maybe we need Gomez in in his stead, you 
I mean, you're reminded on that Lanzini goal. He, he was bodied by Lanzini. That's how that ball ended up in the back of the net. So, you know, it's unfortunately a, a learning scenario for him, but could he stand it as center back? I know it's his natural position, but there's just a level of intensity in the Premier League that you haven't seen in under-23s, any, any other place that he's played. So I, I wonder about it. You know, he's shown well in Champions League. He's shown well in a number of different matches this season. And at right back, you know, he's he's decent. I'd like to see him in his natural place, but is that place in this starting 11? I'm not sure. Yeah, and if it is going to be eventually, I think it will be at center back because Klein hopefully coming back from injury and Trent looking like the two options there, even though Gomez has played well there. That that just kind of looks like those those two guys are cementing those spots sort of going forward, given given health. So, um, I mean, who who else in the defense? I mean, Matip had a decent game. Moreno, if you want to go ahead and, and talk about Moreno, he's continued a really good season so far. Yeah, I mean, I I'll jump in and, and, and say that Matip had probably one of his better games. Uh, obviously, he got the goal, was in the right place. It's about time he starts contributing. <laughs> Uh, for as tall as he is on on set pieces, but obviously finally, that one felt <laughs> that one finally. Felt, but does but doesn't does it really count? They all count. <laughs> I guess they all count equally fine. But like for him and the the set piece specialist, he was advertised as being coming in Liverpool. Like I, I still don't think we saw it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I he, anything to give him some confidence on corners, right, and on set pieces. Maybe this goal kicks him on a little bit. Uh, but we need at least five goals from our center halves uh, on yeah, set pieces. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, it just is what it is if we're going to be successful. And I will say really quick, that it was not an, a super easy finish. I mean, that was actually a nice finish by Montep. I know he had a Very little composed. bit of time to, to, yeah, exactly, you know, make sure he was composed. But, I mean, that was, that was a, he placed that really nicely in the in the right corner. Um, if he would have just tried to smash it, it could have hit went right back against the keeper. So it, it, it was a good finish by a center half. Another center half that I just quickly want to talk about, Ragnar Klavan. Uh, he gets a 10 out of 10 <laughs> we have for to? me because he just keeps having these unbelievable little turns, like for no reason in the defense. Like he just goes to fake pass. I know. There's like, like a, there's, there's like a whole Twitter thing out there on the, on his turns <laughs> and stuff crazy. like that. Dude, he, he has a gif at this point. That's I'm convinced how funny that's why it is. we're winning right now. Oh, he's, he's class. Love him. Love Ragnar. Until he will inevitably be a reason why we get a goal scored against us soon. But right now, I love him. So don't ever start him versus City, and we're good. Yeah, right. Yeah, brutal. But um, anyways, it was it was just nice to. It should have been a clean sheet. Uh, yes, Gomez got bodied, but um, overall, I thought they didn't have too much to do. But it was nice to see them sit back a little bit more. So maybe they're in just better positions already to be able to make better defensive plays. So. Uh, don't have too much uh, to to say about the defense other than just sort of job. I mean, Mar- the only the only thing we to say is Moreno has been a revelation this year. I I can't believe how well he's playing considering he he couldn't even he couldn't even get a look last year. I feel like um, this has been and, the most pro Albi Moreno podcast out there. I, I I don't know what to it say about to it. He just he just keeps he keeps doing the business. I mean, he's figured out how to be you know. Uh, a six and a half to seven and a half out of 10 every week, which, you know, he had that in him uh, for one game. And then he'd go like three or four levels below that for another game. I mean, he's just been fantastic. And I think it's more about the consistency. 
um, and the the lack of non mental craziness stuff that he's not doing now. <laughs> exactly. But and he's doing fantastic. Yeah, I think you said it though too. It's a, it's more about consistency because Albie has it in him to have an eight or a nine out of ten game. Like he has that ability. The the difference was is he would just have so many games where he was having like a three or a four. And if you get rid of those games and try and just get that consistency up, you know, get those sixes and sevens and then still keep those occasional eight and nines, then you're going to be a solid player back there. So um, it's been really nice to see this year just getting some consistency out of Alvin Moreno. Who knows if it was Robertson pushing him. I still want to see more Robertson. But, I mean, I, for as long as you can remember, I've wanted Albie to, to, to play. So I'm really happy with that decision. Let's go ahead and move forward to the midfield. Uh, Hendo out the day before, which we spoke about. Genie almost didn't even play. Wasn't there something? Didn't Klopp say yeah, Genie yeah, might he, have had to buy rolled- like, Boots at he had in to, London or he, something. Yeah, he had to roll. He rolled his ankle. It looked like in the last game, and he had to come off. Remember when Henderson got subbed on? Yeah. Nice. So that was he, like that 18th minute or something like that. Yeah, he he came off for the rest of the game. So he was he was nursing an injury, but he looked fantastic on the day. Um, and I don't I don't know how serious the Henderson injury is, but hopefully it's not nothing that keeps him out too long. But again, uh, I, I thought the I thought the midfield looked look fantastic for most of the most of the day um and then having john and, and Jeannie sit and then you know having solo run around uh up top <laughs> as your other midfielder i thought was i thought was genius uh, i thought they were they were on point most of the day yeah jeff just like painter said it was a pretty solid performance from everyone uh, emre looked kind of like a boss out there he looked he always looks better i feel like in a pivot like a two-man pivot um, yep. I think Wijnaldum is that perfect partner for him right now. I, you know, I'm hoping that they get that contract sorted because I think him and Keita in the midfield would be awesome to watch as a two-man pivot. But anyways, they just the midfield in general just had a solid performance. They really did. And with Hendo, it's, as we know, it's midseason. It's about time for him to just fade away, right? That's what he does every year. Um, His injuries <laughs> just him in the summer. back too. It's just it's Yeah, brutal. yeah. It's just he's he's not the captain shouldn't be on the roster in my opinion. But anyway, we digress. Um, Jean was fantastic, and with his contract situation, he's 23, so he's right at the prime contract year. I don't blame he his agent for pursuing top dollar. If Liverpool's lowballing him, he needs to get the world to opine on how much they'd pay and acknowledge yeah. the U- Uve rumors and all of this. He needs top dollar in his next contract, so I I don't begrudge him at all. Especially uh, Jeff, I don't think it, Jeff, I don't think it's about the money. I don't uh, to, to be quite frankly, I, Frank. I don't think I don't think this is about the money and paying him a hundred grand versus one hundred twenty grand a week. He wants to but know it, he's wanted in a certain role, yeah. That and and uh, which I think he he knows that, but I think Jeff, his thing is around the release clause, and this is a hard and fast rule at FSG and, and Liverpool have about not putting in release clauses in anybody's contract. Right. Look at Luis Suarez and look at Phil Coutinho situations, right? Which is, yeah, I, I view all that as part of the negotiation of a constant contract, right? That's all the things that you could put on the table, bigger dollar, longer term, release clause or not. And the only way he gets optimal terms for himself is competition, Right world you know other other sides capable sides that want him that represent a consistent threat to liverpool in which case they might throw it in or they might not they're going to make that decision i'm just saying i don't begrudge the guy for 
putting his wares up up for. Oh, I, I agree. I, I I'm just saying. I think I think Liverpool got this one horribly wrong by waiting yep. so long. Hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. You you can't wait this long. You you just can't, especially with it. Just it feels like it goes against everything FSG have wanted. You <clears throat> scout and get an amazing young talent. You know who was originally at Bayern, then what it was um, um, Leverkusen. I think he went on loan or something like that. Right. It seems like it goes against everything FSG have wanted to do. You get a scout a young talent, you bring him in, and you basically he becomes what you want in a midfielder and you just hold off on his contract and it's it's garbage it's just pure garbage so um i'm, oh, I'm hoping they're, that they're not the, they, they're not the only ones that get to decide they've it's two parties that are involved so if sean and his agent want to go elsewhere and they want to keep their options open that that is their prerogative and it's two parties that have to agree at the end of the day so honestly we don't know yes That's we can true, look but- at the Sorry. breakdowns in the summer and breakdowns throughout FSG's got plenty of of fault in Klopp as well, but I don't know if it's necessarily their fault in this case. Well, I mean, if it's wages he wants to, uh, I mean, before even like you know before maybe the Juve interest was was real as as it reported, you know, let's just say a year ago or something, um, and and he wants wages. Like, look at the players that we're paying on our wage bill that are getting insane amounts of money like i'm sure he looks at lovren and sees he's making 100k plus a, a but that's why i don't think, like, that's why i don't think it's about money i don't think it's about wages to, to be honest i think it's about the other parts of the the contract to be quite frankly with everyone i i just don't think fsg is going to sit there or liverpool are going to sit there and say chan's on 120 grand a week is 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 going rates um Especially in the Premier League, I mean, you could argue Juventus isn't going to pay him 120 grand a week in in the Italian league. But again, I don't think it's about wages. I'm, I'm, I'm I think it's I think it's really about the release clause. Uh, and he wants, you know, he he saw what happened to Phil. He saw what happened to Suarez. He wants an out. He wants a release clause in there. I, I'm I'm almost going to bet my house on that is the thing that's holding this whole thing up. Yeah, well, I wonder. I mean, at some point, you'd think Liverpool would would put that on there instead of just you know let it go to this. Just but it's a slippery slope. Agreement. It's yeah, slippery like, slope. If you just yeah, I mean, then uh, then every player wants one, right? Yeah, and then you don't control tough. you don't control the destiny of your own team. It's, they can it's, they can get out whenever they want. Yeah, it's just one I, of these situations where you just you don't know how they couldn't have sorted this a while back. It seems like they've left it too late. Like I'm not sure he he would have felt like this just over a year ago. You know, he was still not playing amazing football. He was getting injured in, in parts of the season. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird one to me because I know that he, he's a, a player that's split opinion amongst fans a lot for sure. But I've always felt like he was, is still a, a very bright talent and, you know, he's getting noticed by the national team. And I don't know. It's, it's just a weird one to me. So anyways, let's just go ahead and move on from Emery. I feel like we could talk about him for a long time. Um, you know, we, we mentioned it was nice for Ox to get on the score sheet. Let's go ahead and move, like, include Ox a little bit in the attack as well. I mean, Salah has been unbelievable right now. Um, just absolutely unbelievable. He's got, what, 12 goals and three assists in 17 appearances. Uh, amazing for a winger. Unbelievable. He's the high-scoring winger in Europe right now. I think Neymar's got 10 or 11 right now. And Sané has been amazing for cities on eight. Yeah, he's, I mean, I don't know. What what, what can you say about him? Um, he's He's been fantastic. Uh, I was happy to see Ox get on the score sheet. I think, you know, I think he really needed that for his confidence and to, and to continue to settle in. 
uh, Mane coming back from injury. I mean, in Bobby doing what Bobby does. I mean, the, the, his his control for the third on the third Unbelievable. goal. I was insane. Like I've never. I, and I'm, I know he meant to do that too. Like I know that wasn't just something that you know kind of happened um, by by chance. He he's got that silky touch. I mean, when those four are you know with that pace of Ox, Sala, and uh, Mane coupled with Bobby's control and touch, I mean that's just frightening. Uh, and they they absolutely ripped apart West Ham. But again, West Ham, you know you don't know how good that is. I, it, it'll be interesting to see how Lallana fits back into this team. What happens when Coutinho gets healthy? I mean, for the first time in a long time, and I can remember that we've actually have crazy depth across our midfield and front line. And it's, it's, you know, where we can have three or four injuries and not be in complete disarray. So I, I was, I was made up with how we played uh, the last couple of games offensively. Salah is just, I mean, I, I can't say enough nice things about him. He, he, scores goals for fun right now he plays winger and he's he's got more goals on the season uh playing in the wing than neymar does playing for psg so i mean he's he's scoring at that level uh and it's just fantastic and for 35 million pounds i, I you have to say he's the steal of uh the summer window regardless of what league uh regardless of what signing he's been the best signing for the money uh you know, in the entire summer transfer window. He's been fantastic. He absolutely has. And Jeff, I mean, it's just what he's been doing is basically putting a lot of people's shit-ass opinions to sleep because, um, I mean, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, it's just Roma that he was doing that. He couldn't continue this goal-scoring record or even just assist because, you know, he was in double digits in both last season. It's, it's only November, and he's got the numbers that he has. It's incredible. Yeah, it's just been two pundits or fans that love to post this kind of crap that has nothing to do with reality, not grounded in facts at all. You guys can't see me, but I'm sitting here with, like, two hang-loose hands with my tongue hanging out. Like, oh <laughs> Dude was involved. Three of the four goals, he was involved. Mane, two of the four goals, he was involved. I mean, the attack, as I mentioned earlier, it's just different with both of them in. And with that pace, they are lightning down, uh, you know, the pitch. It, it is intimidating, especially to a shambolic defense like West Ham that just can't, for the life of them, keep it in front of them. And yeah, I, like seeing him in international duties, seeing him like in prime form now. As we get to point, Painter's point, we get back to full strength for the first time this season, and have all that depth with Champions League and. January, February, the real busy times that are just coming down the pike. That I think that's where Liverpool's in their best situation, I think. Absolutely. It's just like you guys are saying, the depth that we have, people coming back from players coming back from injury, it's hopefully going to be a much better second half of the season than it was the first, and potentially adding some some key components in January if possible as well. Um, really hoping that Keita move can get pushed a little bit ahead of schedule and maybe even Van Dyke. So we'll, we'll see. But um, it's definitely looking a little bit more positive going forward with the fixtures that we have with the injuries um, hopefully being over with for a while. Um, you know, so it's 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 all good things right now. And, and um, unfortunately, what's next is the international break, which sucks, which we'll talk about in just a second. But before we do, let's get our seat index ratings in. Um, so something that got you out of your seat this week, something that got you slouching back. 
Jeffrey, what do you got for us, man? What do I have? I, uh, how could you pick any other? If I'm going to pick first, you got to pick Salah. And being involved in three out of the four goals and his movement off the ball, I mean, I could have very easily picked Bobby because of his tireless effort, and it's never rewarded, or at least not, not at the rate of Mane or Salah in a particular match. But for this one, I, I was jumping up and down. I was doing cartwheels. Mohamed Salah, without question for me, the jump out of the seat. And the sit back in my chair, it really had nothing to do with Liverpool for a change. It's been a few weeks of like huh. sitting back in the chair because of Liverpool. And it's Slavin Bilic. Uh, he is... I mean, that team has quit on him, and I, I think if we come out of the week next week and he's still manager, I'll be shocked. But West Ham fans deserve more than what they saw. As happy as I am with the Liverpool win, that was not a team playing for their manager. No way. It's it's tough to see in that situation, I mean, especially as a manager who's played for the club before. Uh, so... You'd hope to think that they would be. Um, they're just, yeah, they're just a mess right now, um, just like like Everton is kind of. So, uh, Painter, what do, you, what do you got, man? Uh, for the obligatory the Everton shot. I mean, yeah, my first is my my negative uh, on the day. I thought Joe Gomez had uh, a rough day with Lanzini. Um, obviously, Lanzini. He's a quality player. Uh, he's very talented. Uh, but Joe's a big boy, and to get pushed off the ball, uh, as Jeff mentioned earlier, um, to get pushed off the ball and and absolutely done for the uh, for their goal was was really bad. Um, he should have been much stronger and much more physical than Lanzini, and never given up position uh, on him. So that was my negative. Um, uh, my positive uh, has to go to. Uh, Oxley Chamberlain uh, and uh, I was yeah I was I, I, I could have went a couple different ways on this one but I could have went to Albi because uh, I'm I'm having a man crush uh, on Albi these days but uh, oh, wow <laughs> uh, I well first when Albi we bought Albi from the first uh, or seasons ago I thought he was going to be the answer I was so excited to get Albi Moreno and then Obviously, it's taken him a little while to get to this point where he's actually uh, can be counted on. But uh, for me, Oxley Chamberlain, um, he's been, you know, he's been a breath of fresh air these last couple games. He's he's put his head head down and uh, worked really hard. I was really happy and made up to see him get the goal. The goal came, you know, the bubbles were still being blown from uh, yeah, West know. Ham's goal. <laughs> like less than a minute later, it was crazy. Yeah, and I mean, it just basically. You know, all the life had just been sucked right back out of West Ham. I thought the goal at the time was so critical. Uh, we were at a critical juncture where we let him back in 2-1. Um, was made up for Ox as a, you know, on an individual level. Uh, I thought that, uh, <clears throat> you know, I thought him getting his first Premier League goal for Liverpool. I think he's got two goals now in his last four games, um, which, again, doesn't sound like a lot, uh, but considering his goal record when he was at Arsenal where he didn't score nearly enough, uh, that's a good trend line to be having right now. So for me, it was Oxlade-Chamberlain. Yeah, solid from both of you guys. Good shouts. Um, I'll go ahead and start with my negative. Uh, I had a couple of the same ones you guys did, so I'll just I'll choose Miggs as captain. Um, again, didn't like, <laughs> didn't bug me to the point where like I'm, I'm super pissed off or anything. It was just like I looked at it and I was like, I cannot believe that, I think we all slacked each other at the same time. Yes. We're like, what? <laughs> what is going on today? Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll just throw that on there. My positive. 
Um, my positive takes a while for Joy to get positive, so <laughs> bear, bear with us. Right. Uh, my, well, Matip scored. That was that was nice to to see. Hey. the defense back yeah i mean there's didn't there's touch a, his forehead but it got in yeah right there's a lot of them you could choose i'm just gonna go with just in general bobby Firmino. i still think that he is underrated um not just i mean maybe not solely amongst liverpool fans but i don't think enough people are just watching and taking enough appreciation of what he's doing yes he does i don't want to say lack the number one thing that a number nine is supposed to have in terms of scoring goals. He still does score goals, but everything else that he does on the pitch, which allows other players to score more um, and create chances for other players is just amazing. And listen, he's not a true number nine. I'm hoping eventually we will buy one and play Bobby as the 10, but just he starts everything. His touch is immaculate. Uh, he, he's just such a class player and I love everything about him. I love Bobby so much and I'm glad that we have him in our starting 11 because I think when, when he goes, we go. Um, and just absolutely love Bobby. So he's my positive. Um, before we get out of here, gents international break, I know it, it always sucks. It, again, I feel like both international breaks have come at a good time for Liverpool this season. Um, you know, with the man U game being after the last one gives us a little chance to rest up. Uh, and now this one, just in terms of, hopefully having more players return from injury. Oddly enough, it seems like every season you never want the international break to come, not just because you'd, you'd rather watch your club, but it just you don't want any injuries to happen. But this this might be the opposite, and we might be getting some players back. Also, just needed to, to shout out Albi Moreno and Joe Gomez, get their first call-ups. I think both well-deserved yeah. guys. What do you think? I couldn't agree more. I mean, I you know, it was, I, I, I think I... I think I uh, sent this out to everybody, but there was five Liverpool uh, former Liverpool players on the Spain national team call-up, um, including Iago Aspas and Luis Alberto. But yeah, Luis Alberto. <laughs> we really, really well. like yeah. him. Suso, is, Suso, you know, Suso. he's been playing well. So, yeah, I Mr. Mean, Pepe Reina, um, and then obviously uh, Albi Moreno. But uh, I'm made up for Albi. I think uh, I think it's well deserved. Uh, he's been playing, like I said, exceptional this season for for us. Um, and, and to be quite frank, I, you know, I, I think he deserves a shot um, and it's going to do his confidence a world of good uh, to be, uh, you know, in the Spain side. So I was made up for him. Same thing with Joe Gomez. I mean, he was captain of the under 21 team. Uh, that captaincy didn't last long um, as he's uh, now, you know, officially part of, uh, uh, you know, of the first team. So uh, but again, I, you know, we'll see how much how many minutes he gets. But, you know. Again, made up for for Joe, big uh, big Joe. I thought he's been playing really well. Um, you know, had a rough night uh, or a little off night uh, against West Ham, but for the most part, I thought, you know, when he's been called upon, he's been playing really well at right back. Yeah, Jeff, and I mean, he, he's coming back from a, a big injury as well, so it's just testament to him and his hard work, and just really happy for both those guys. Both both a lot. They, they had to overcome a lot. You know, I'll be sitting out to Milner basically all last season and his bounce back, especially with bringing a new left back in and then Joe from this injury. I mean, I'm just really, really happy for those guys. You have to be. And I'm a number one who's been proven wrong. Every pundit, every fan who's been dogging Moreno for, you know, the better part of his career short of this season, you, you have nothing but pride for what he's established. And I'm glad to be proven wrong. And I long may it continue 
I think it will certainly through the end of the season. And hopefully we've turned a corner in his career with Liverpool because he's a good dude. Obviously he forms a good social circle with Bobby and with Phil right. for as much time we've got left with Phil here. But uh, yeah, it's good. Good for him. It's really good to see. Yeah. And listen, hopefully this just continues on an upward trend and then um, they can continue to be in the squad. Cause I know, you know, people are saying, Oh, it's just, you know, a call up. They're just looking to see if they can get any players, but you know, they're getting the chance and hopefully they make the most of it because they, they definitely do have still the potential to, to be consistently first teamers in their national teams. Maybe, maybe not first teamers, but in the squad, at least for their national teams, for sure. in, in the next, you know, you, you know, four or five years to come. So um, really happy for those guys again and guys looking forward. We got Southampton and Sevilla after the international break. Uh, schedule's looking pretty good. I, that win against Maribor looks even, or both of those look even better now going against Sevilla. Um, so there's, it's still, I mean, there, nothing's guaranteed in the, in the table yet for Champions League. But, um, you know, the schedule is, I wouldn't say favorable, but, um, you know, it's, it's not as tough as it could be coming up in the next, you know, month or so. No, you got uh... – you got a good run of fixtures, uh, like a, like we were talking about in the beginning of the uh, beginning of the show. But you know, for us, it's just about consistency now, right? Um, consistency in our performances, consistency in our scoring, consistency in our defense, right? So um, we're going to come up to the busy part of you know the winter break, uh, or not the winter break, but the the you know the holiday season, uh, where you know that pretty much tanked us last season. Uh, you know, in our, our title efforts. Um, so hopefully this time we can get around uh, and get through that. Uh, we've got players coming back, uh, a decent run of fixtures. And to get, you know, a few more wins on the board uh, and get some real momentum behind us, I think uh, is 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 going to be really important. And Sevilla, uh, you know, in the Champions League, if we get a result against Sevilla, we go through uh, pretty much to the next round, to the knockout round. Uh, I know they're four points behind us right now. Um, but again, uh, I look at that and I say, <clears throat> it's all there to play for. And right. If we go to Sevilla and knock them out um, and take the three points or at least get a draw, then we're on to the knockout phase. Um, and that's where we want to be. So I think that's another key checkbox if you will um and, and momentum builder if we can get to the knockout phases of the of the champions league here before uh before thanksgiving yeah and, and jeff you know on this three game win streak this this would be the time of the season that you'd like to see you know especially before january maybe whether it's convincing a couple of players don't want to come or not or just looking better you know come boxing day in the table the you know we've got three in a row now we've we, we come up against southampton who haven't been the greatest this season, and this is aside from Champions League, but we've, in terms of the league, we've got Southampton, Chelsea, um, Stoke, Brighton, Everton, West Brom, Bournemouth, and then Arsenal on the 22nd of December. So definitely have the ability to go on a nice little run here. Um, and, you know, if we, if we rattle a bunch off, we could be looking, you know, real good come, come the table um, around that time. Because, again, we, it, you know, it's the draws that have been killing us this year. A lot of draws. For sure. And don't forget about that fixture, 25th of November versus Chelsea. I think we go to Stamford Bridge. Right. So got that ahead of us too, right after Sevilla, in fact. So, yeah, it, we, we do have an opportunity. It gets back to all of our breakdowns in the summer, not being able to attract center-half talent. 
all of us have been scratching our heads, banging our heads against brick walls. Does Klopp have another plan? Because if he doesn't have another plan, this doesn't make sense at all. So I, I would hope that given the, the failures in the summer, that it really meant Van Dyke is going to come walking through that door Gen 1. We'll see. And But n- no argument whatsoever on the need to bring in more talent back there. They've got to search and crawl, and if they didn't have a plan B, they better have a plan B, C, and D. Because January, as tough as it is to bring people in, teams get set. They come to depend on quality backline talent at that point in the season if they're in a good run of form or in a good way, as Klopp would say. So, but nonetheless, we, we need that kind of talent for Champions League, for the remaining FA Cup, for the Premier League, if we're to achieve top, top four. It's pretty critical for us. Yeah, I completely agree. So, gents, appreciate you getting on tonight. Much more to look forward to. Can't wait till this international break is over. But, uh, again, good for the team to be able to rest up and upwards and onwards from here. So, things are looking good at the moment. Hopefully that continues. And as always, just talk on. Talk on. Talk on, Joey. Talk on. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. 